Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. Our podcast is supported by the Fabrica Five Cigar Company. Straight from the Honduran factory to your hands, the company was built by Rob Isla of Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame and Cuban master blender Hamlet Peretti's. The entire cigar line is blended by Rob and Hamlet and is refined with feedback from a hand-selected tasting panel, the Friends of El Habano Forum, and smokers like you. You can even jump on the FOH Forum right now and post reviews and comments. And you might even hear from Rob or Hamlet when you do. Rob has opened the discount floodgates and now exclusive to Lizard listeners, Fabrica 5 is offering 10% off the entire store. That's all five packs, all 25 count bundles, all 50 count bundles using promo code LIZARDPOD at Fabrica005.com. That's code LIZARDPOD, one word. Plus, worldwide free shipping from Miami on all orders over $125 US. Again, use code LIZARDPOD for 10% off the entire Fabrica 5 store right now. That's Fabrica005.com. Fabrica005.com. You must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Grinder, Puba, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 26th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. Grinder returns and we discuss fatherhood. We go through Trinidad's storied history, and we discuss better ways to travel, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair the Trinidad Colonialis with 18-year-aged Glenlivet single malt scotch. A Corona from Trinidad on the pod tonight, our first Trinidad boys, the Colonialis. A uh, beautiful-looking stick, as most Trinidads are. 44 ring gauge by five and a quarter inches. And uh, Bam Bam brought these so kindly for all of us. Really good looking stick. Um, let's cut this thing, boys. See what we're getting on the uh, on the cold draw. Not much on the wrapper, I will tell you. I was going to say, I feel the opposite. For me, really? on the wrapper, I'm getting a lot of like barnyard and hay. Oh, yeah. Does anyone else smell that? Ba- hay and barnyard. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the cold draw. That's fair. The cold draw, though, is super strong. Let's see that. Getting some manure. <laughs> some mulch. Oh, the cold draw is delicious. I'm getting a lot off the cold draw. Yeah. So this, I will say, is one of my favorite Cuban cigars of all time. Really? It is. Um, I know most of you in this room don't pursue this. Um, whenever it's available, I buy it. I happen to love it. To me, it's the little brother of the, of the Fundadores. Very, some, somewhat similar notes, much smaller cigar. Not as exclusive, but very cool. 
the draw on mine is wide open. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine is Very well perfect. Wide open. And then you look at the foot and the construction, the wrapper. That's a really. testament to the plastic bags that these are stored in. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, the, the quality of these are, are absolutely construction and build are always good. You can never go wrong there. All right, boys, let's light this thing. The Trinidad Colonialis. Again, I'm going to get shirts made that say, all right, boys, let's light this thing. (laughs) I want a shirt that says, let me tell you. Let me tell you. So we have a special guest in the house tonight, boys. Grinder has made his triumphant return to the pod. Oh, hey, uh, hey, yo. Becoming a father. Congratulations, Grinder, again. It's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Here Happy I am. to have you back. Yeah. yeah. Glad to be back. It's been quite an adventure. Six weeks as of yesterday. We have six episodes of notes on scotch that we're going to need you to recap for us. Ooh. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if I can catch up that fast. I will tell you right off the bat, I'm getting really good flavor here. Right off the bat. Hints of cedar. I'm getting like... Fruity notes. Yeah. Like Dried fruit. Plum. Yeah. Raisin. That's what makes this to me. A, 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 for me, it's a somewhat complex cigar. Because if you have those worlds of sweetness and earthiness, it's something yeah. to be said about that. Really nice on the light. The smoke output is great. Spice is definitely there. It's a full, it's a full flavor on the light. It's the, certainly not timid. The smoke output on mine is ridiculous. Like, I, I am shocked. The amount of smoke that's coming out of this cigar, it's like I'm smoking a 54 ring gauge stick. I, I'm, like, really impressed. Super flavorful. This is delicious to start. So this is coming out of a March 2020 box. So these are a little over two years old. That's right. A little yep. bit older. So that's it's really, really nice. I'm curious how the age shows itself as we get toward the end of the cigar here. But I haven't been able to keep them long enough, honestly. Yeah, going through them. Very, very nice. Delicious. So, you get a ni- Sorry. No, go ahead. No, it hasn't. The smoke has a nice um, mouthfeel to it. It's, there's a kind of coats your mouth with flavor, which is cool. And it has that twang that certainly I look for in a, a good Cuban. It has that salty thing about it that only a, a good Cuban has, which is really, really nice. This is like a min- minerality that I'm really digging. Yeah. Very, very it, nice. it, t- it tastes very Cuban. So the uh, the Colonialis was originally released in 2004. As I mentioned, it comes in a box of 24 cigars in a varnished uh, semi-boit nature box. Uh, and we can see it over there. Bam has it. It comes uh, in four layers of six cigars. So unlike other Cuban cigars that are stacked uh, 12 and 3, or, or, tw- or excuse me, 12 and 13, and 12 and 12, these are stacked um, four rows of six, which is pretty cool. Yeah, with, yep. with cedar in between each yep. row. Yeah. And it's a really nice presentation. So Trinidad was established uh, post-revolution in 1969 and was commercially launched in 1997. Most famously, and, and Bam, you mentioned the cigar, the Fundadoris is the crown jewel of, of Trinidad. And I think so many uh, cigar smokers chase that cigar like they do Sir Winston's and Lusitania's. I mean, it's it's a revered. Yeah, revered honestly, cigar. that for me is a home run. I mean, it's one of the most exclusive cigars I think you can have. Yeah, and in my humble opinion, it really it really has yeah. made Trinidad a a sought after marca. Yeah, 
out of out of Cuba, which is Fundy. Cool. Yeah. Fundy. Yeah. Yep. What's the story of the name? So the name is um uh it's named after the 16th century city of La Santisma Trinidad, which means the Holy Trinity. No, Colonialis. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant Trinidad. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Sorry. I don't know. You almost had it though, because you were talking about I was a so city. close. Yeah. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> So Trinidad is kind of rumored, or it was rumored to be kind of in line with Cohiba as far as Fidel Castro's uh, marca. That I, he didn't, I didn't know that. It's disputed, mm. but I've heard other folks say it. Um, I have that, heard that, that as well. Fundadores was cigars that he gave out uh, as diplomatic gifts right. um, in the 80s. So I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, and it was perceived, I think, to be just a step below Cohiba. It didn't get that, like, third... Uh, that third barrel of like fermentation that happens. I've read that. So, um, but they're made in the same, I think they're made they're I think they're all Elogito or mostly, um, these are rolled by some of the best rollers on the Island. Um, you can tell by the construction. I mean, when you really, when you look at these wrappers, they, it's a premium. It's a, the, the, the seams are tight and invisible. And you can really tell that a lot of, a lot of care. It's a premium Cuban cigar. I like the pigtail at the top as well. Yeah, that's, that's classic for Trinidad. Yep, all, all of their cigars come with the pigtail. Yep. You're right about those seams. That's some tight, 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 tight seam there. Yeah. I've had the... the um, this is like, where's Waldo mm. trying to find it here? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's typical of Trinidad, I mean, and Cohiba as well. Yep. The Esmeralda that they make is also very, very good. And the Vigia, excellent. And the one that Senator mentioned before we went on air was the uh, Media Luna. Yeah, the Media Luna. Mm. And did you mention the Reyes? And the Reyes. That's the, Reyes. the little guy. The Reyes is the little one. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so they have a, a decent bunch of cigars. <clears throat> and a lot of them are pretty easy to find and, and common. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them are, and obviously the Fundadores is pretty hard to find. Um, it doesn't come up that much. But um, I, I find the, the line to be very satisfying every time I have one. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, so I'm glad we're doing this tonight. Rooster gave me this for the first time about two years ago, pre-pandemic, just before the pandemic, and I haven't stopped trying to find these ever since. Yeah, I've had the Reyes. I've had the Colonialis. The Reyes is the 40 by 40 ring gauge by something. Um, it's smaller. The Reyes is it's 40 by they make. Yeah. 40 by four and three eighths. Right. Is, how so, how scarce is the is the supply of of these have you you know honestly can you find them you can easily? find them now i think all cubans are going to be hard to find eventually right from everything that you've said but right now these are pretty available yeah and the price tag is, is like a little bit up there but it, it's not yeah terrible. for a box like 420 425 for yeah. yeah i think worth every dollar in my opinion so that puts this stick at 1750 mm-hmm yeah, it's a bit pricey. This yeah, is for the Corona. For outside of the Fundadores, this is the this is I think so far the best because it gives you that. It's like a Corona Gorda. Is that what it is? I think or, it's just a Corona because it's a little, a little shorter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like this. I like this size of cigar. It's really nice in the hand. You know, I I do. Um, 
you know, it's very reliable. I have yet to, there, for me, every Colonial Ounce like, I've had has been like very consistent, flavor profile consistent from cigar to cigar to constructions. Well, that, always been very good. That's one thing I would say about Trinidad generally. I feel like the construction on Trinidad's is always beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, you open up any box, really. Yeah. They're, they're flawless. Like yeah. that, you know, for all the gripes I have with Cohiba in terms of flavor not appealing to my palate as much, the construction on Cohiba is also fantastic. I feel like those are two brands that really put a premium on making sure that each cigar is consistent and really well constructed. Exactly right. He agreed. And I, I like these. I mean, I've smoked these for two years straight. Never a plugged cigar. That's uh, great. Ever. Wow. And again, the, the flavor profile is the same. Dried fruit, a little bit of creaminess, and there's that nice barnyard that you're getting on the finish for me. It's great. I love the size. I love the size of cigar. I agree with you. Corona, I think it's, Corona it's perfect. Gorda, they're, 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 they're like, they just, they, you get enough of the wrapper that... I, I always say it's my favorite. It's my favorite size. Corona. The Corona. They really are good. And I like petite Coronas. Yeah. As well. Yeah. What other Coronas would you pursue? Cerveza. I like the double Corona. Double Corona? <laughs> yeah, double Corona. No, that's uh, the Liga Provada. That's a Liga number nine, number nine yeah. which I love too. Well, the double Corona also is, you know, the Lucy, the, the Hoyle double. You know, there, there are, you know, great Cuban cigars in that, in that size. To me, other Coronas that are, that are close to this, I mean, I always go to the Magnum 46, which is Corona Gorda, a little bit bigger, but... Bigger in ring this gauge. ring gauge, just a little bit bigger than this. I, I, that's kind of the cigar I go to. Punch punches in there too. Some yeah. of the, some of these uh, sizes are so indecipherable, like a Corona Gorda versus a Robusto, and then what they, what some what some brands call Robusto versus not. They you know you look at all the different uh, cigar sizes and ring gauge length variations, and the 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 name and the lexicon across all the different brands is fairly inconsistent like there's no there's no standard i guess the only consistency is inside habanos they're pretty consistent but certainly when you're comparing it to other new world cigars and whatnot i i definitely agree i think yeah i guess there's right. kind of a yeah, yeah. flux yeah. you know um but i think when when habanos sets a name for their for their vitola it's pretty consistent across the line at least that i've seen you know um thankfully because when you have something you like, you can go to like Cuban Cigar website, which we're always referencing, and find other sizes. It's such a rookie when, comment when is of it, mine. When, <laughs> when is that? When is that? Um, never. <laughs> Not you, Grinder. No, never. It's a rookie moment. <laughs> when, when is that book coming out? Uh, El Habano Moderno. It, it, it's scheduled to ship before November, but sometime in the third oh. or fourth quarter of the year. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That'll be great. So Puba's referencing... We talked about it on, I don't know what episode, probably four to six episodes ago, uh, the book from the curator of CubanCigarWebsite.com. It's called El Habano Moderno, and it's a, a double-volume book of pretty much every regular production and a limited edition and regional cigar that's come out in the last 20 years. So um, it's going to be a nice coffee table reference book for enthusiasts. So yeah. check it out, CubanCigarWebsite.com. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you something. This scotch is really, really good. Yeah, let's talk oh, about it. Really good. So we got the uh, Glenlivet 18. I haven't had a sip yet. Neat. So this is, yeah, we usually put a little ice in it. So why didn't we so do that? 
I'm I'm big on whenever you're having a really high end scotch like 18 year plus, you have to try it neat because it, some of these are it, it's smoothed out so much you're not going to get the same bite as you would some of the, the younger single malts. So I think we should all try it neat. It's true. We can also after we finish maybe try a little more with some ice. Mm-hmm. See what we like. It's really, really good. Yeah. If you, as you continue to sip it, you're going to pull out a lot of honey notes on this thing. It is insane how tasty this is. And I, I credit to you guys. I mean, I think pairing it with this cigar, which has a little yeah. bit of sweetness, a little twang, yeah. it's, it's playing off the scotch nicely. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Very nice. Yeah. So how much is the Glenlivet 18 a bottle? So I paid $178 in change for Whoa. that bottle. Yeah. With, okay. with tax. Well, with tax. Yes. I think wow. it retails like around 160 Okay. Okay. But actually, it depends where you get it because I've seen this as cheap, I think, as $130. Oh, that's a great deal. Um, so it, it, you, if you Oof. really hunt for a deal, you, you may be able to find it a little closer to like yeah. 130 Would you consider this a special occasion drink? I would. Yeah. I would. $178 yeah. a bottle. Yeah. If it isn't, then, you know, talk to me about your <laughs> career path. <or> <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's no, it's no, Let's it's talk no, uh, like investments or something. It's no Macallan 18, <laughs> you know, 320. That's yeah, it. Or that's is true. it, is, how much is Macallan 18 now? It's, it's up somewhere there. around there. Yeah, it's, it's grossly overpriced. Yeah. It's around it's, 300 bucks. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So I was, I was, I was mentioning before Glenlivet 18 is, is a really nice swap for some of the, some of the other more overpriced disgustingly overpriced 18s um it's a it's a great it's a great bottle to swing in because you know it's fairly it's not ubiquitous but it's fairly common and glenlivet the brand has been around forever and like you know as recent as like the 1950s i read somewhere it was like over half of the scotch bottles in the united states were glenlivet it was like the the the, the scotch brand um and it has a tremendous history going back you know obviously to the 1800s and in the town of Livet, the valley, the Livet Valley in Scotland, in Speyside. Yeah, I, I I think it's nice to see Glen Levitt able to produce like a really premium spirit at a, a more reasonable price than some of their competitors. In the sense that Glen Levitt is the second best selling single malt in the world. Number one is Glenfiddich, number three is Macallan, and you know they're all producing a ton of Scotch. But you look at what Macallan eighteen charges. We were just talking about right three something a bottle. In fact, you can get an eighteen year at you know, half that price, less than half that price is, is impressive. Yeah, it's, it, very, it's really good. Mm-hmm, very approachable. Yeah. So how would you guys compare this taste-wise to, not not to compare, but I'm curious because we're discussing price. How, how does it compare to like a Macallan 18 and the swing from 12 to 18 in Macallan? <laughs> can I redirect that a little bit? Sure. So can we talk first about how this compares to the other age statements within Glenn Levitt? Because this really fascinated me. And I say that because Glenn Levitt, they're like 12 and they're 15. One of the things they're known for, they're, they're one of the first distilleries that got super, super floral notes out of scotch. One of the first to do it. Like if you have, and it's so funny, I remember I was reading about this recently because Glenn Levitt 12 was like one of the first like entry points for me into single malt when I was much younger. And I remember the first sip I ever took of Glenn Levitt 12 saying to myself, this tastes like pineapple. And that's the most bizarre thing to say. Now, fast forward years later, as I started to become more of a student of scotch, and I'm looking into this, and that pineapple flavor I described was intentional. They were one of the first to be able to get these floral, like lighter, fruitier notes out of a single malt. 
So my association with Glenn Levitt has always been floral, lighter, easygoing. And I remember the first time I had Glenn Levitt 18, it's very, very different it from is. what else is in their portfolio yep. and shows, I think, the versatility that they can sort of make it mm-hmm. all where this has more flavor. It's a richer scotch than, than their 12 or their 15. So I've only had the 12, the 15, and the 18. I had the 15 two weeks ago. And it does have a little bit more. It needs ice right off the bat. It's delicious. It's very reminiscent of this, but it's got a, um, it's got more of a bite on the front end. The 12, you know, I buy that when we do cigar gatherings in town and parties and so on. I buy the big Glenlivet 12 Magnums and throw them on a table. It's very serviceable. It's a very, you know, it's very good. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't turn it down. It's no, I've drank a lot of that yeah, in my life. Me too. A lot. Yep. I mean, I don't love it. Yeah. I don't love the it's an Glen, average. I don't love the Glenlivet 12. But, but, but very serviceable. You know, it's so got I, go I'll, ahead. I'll take this another direction. So I don't disagree with anything either of you are saying, but mm-hmm. I the way I view a Glenlivet 12, I think on a prior episode, we talked about like Dalwini 15. We talked about Glenmorangie 10. These are lighter single malts that I know some lizards describe well on a hot summer day when I don't want like the rich, intense flavor of a Macallan or an Obin, maybe I would reach for something like that. It'll work. Personally, mm-hmm. I think for a hot summer day, like I would definitely take for my palate, Glen Levitt 12 over even Glen Morangie 10 or um, even Downwindy 15. And I say that because the, the floral like fruit notes that come out of that are very summery. Like I could just mm-hmm. see sitting on my deck where the others I feel like are just don't bring as much complexity or intrigue, you know, in what you're drinking. This is very far on the other side of the spectrum now. Oh, totally. This is like totally rich, honey, very thick, a lot of honey. That's you know. what I'm saying. It's it's caramel. Yeah. It's yeah. Total opposite. Of yeah. Being 12. Very yeah. different. It's totally and opposite. Absolutely. It's a delicious scotch. The nose. Yeah. On the nose is awesome. That's like I. I could just smell. I could. Just, I could just get my knocks off just smelling this for a while. It's great. <laughs> I, oh. It smells Just, great. It does Actually, smell good. Yeah. And I also have to say what's impressive. If, if you drank Macallan 18 neat and you drink this neat, this is easily smoother than Macallan 18. Right. Easily. I think Mac so. 18 has more flavorful, but this is definitely smoother. Mm-hmm. This is like this is like rich sugar, like molasses, toffee, caramel. Mm-hmm. Either. Pick your, pick your poison. And I think, like I said, I think it's pairing very well with the cigar. Agreed. You know, there's a little bit of a sweetness in it. There's a, it's a nutty, little spicy. Yeah, I, it's, it's a very complex smoke. Yeah, you do get a little bit of a, of a, of a spice there, a little pepper, a tiny bit, right, with the dried fruit. Yeah, but it, even when you said sweetness, this got sweeter for me mm-hmm. after I got yep. through, like, the first, fourth, or first third. Yeah. The cigar. It definitely came out swinging, though, from the light. And oh, Agreed. Kind of chilled out, and then as it got about a half inch in, it just really started to develop. Yeah, I, I really like the cigar. It's really nice. Oh, like a lot. Love it. I'm glad you said kind of chilled out because, you know, I was having a hard time placing kind of my feelings about the first third of the cigar because there were tons of distinct notes, a lot of flavor, things I liked. For me, though, they weren't marrying very well. Like there wasn't that creaminess, and maybe it's just a product of with more age that would happen right up front. But now as I'm smoking further along, the flavors are starting to come together. It's like a smoother, creamier delivery of them. So I'm enjoying this more as I smoke it. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. 
It's I mean, the flavor good. profile is fantastic. I've had to touch it up. Has anyone else had to touch it up a bit? I, I did. I was talking, so I'd actually, I've had to touch it up I, twice. I, need, I needed to kind of relight quick, but it's doing okay for me. You guys talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke your fucking cigars. <laughs> I'll break your hands. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I have, a, I have a story about that later. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Off the record. Yeah, this is really, really nice. I mm. think for, honestly, even for its size, I think it's 17 18 bucks. Yeah. I, I think it's still a, a, a perfect price for the oh, cigar. It's a premium I, in, cigar. In what it's given you. I buy I, these whenever I find them. I'd pay 20 bucks a cigar for these. I'm really no enjoying problem. the retro. Like the yeah. retro hell is so yeah. smooth. It really is. Very, very Sometimes delicious. when you have a retro hell, it really just kind of knocks your socks off. This is just, it's perfect. Really smooth. You get a lot of flavor. It's not yeah. overpowering. That's right. By the way, sorry, back to the scotch just really quickly. I just realized <clears throat> when you're on vacation and you're going through an airport and there's duty-free, <laughs> one of the easiest higher age statement scotches that you're usually able to find is Glenlivet 18. That's and I'm exactly remembering right. this because I bought two bottles of this. I think I got them for a hundred a piece, which is an absolute wow. steal. That's a steal. Um, so look for it. And I say that because we drink a lot of Macallan. I can never find Macallan duty free. It's mm -hmm. so frustrating. But Glen Levitt 18, you usually can pick up. Yeah. I That's love, a great deal. I love like nabbing those deals. Oh yeah. But I hate walking through those those areas. <laughs> like because and they force you to walk through them most of the most, like some of the larger international airports and it's just all the various perfumes and colognes mixed together and it's like pumping through that space and they they're directing you all over the fucking place it's, <laughs> it's smell, the worst it's, it smells like the fragrance section of Nordstrom <laughs> It's like purgatory or Macy's worse Macy's. Well, the worst, the, the best and the worst part is also when you're there, there are a lot of times they'll do tastings and sometimes they'll actually open some really nice bottles. Like I've been shocked. I've been, I think it was in Heathrow guy was pouring me like a 30 year scotch. I like couldn't even believe. Wow. Um, but only, only the timing of your flight is what really makes it, you know, like I'll have like a 9am flight and I'm looking at the guy. He's like, Oh, why don't you try this? And I'm sitting there looking at my watch. It's nine in the morning. Do I really need scotch this early? But of course, every time it gets me. It's not fair. They it's not fair. But they flag him as soon as he goes yeah. to TSA. He's, he's like, the target. Senator's here. I've never gotten Senator's a tasting here. in the Get airport. <laughs> Open the, the third year. He's here. I, I, I was when I was flying internationally a lot. I stuck to the the policy of if it's a different time zone and I'm traveling, I don't give a fuck what time it is. <laughs> You're drinking. Yeah, exactly. That's right. When in Rome. When in Rome. When in Rome. Especially uh, if you if you have like a nine hour flight or you know anything transcon, yeah, you just want to have a drink, maybe something to to just put you over the edge to 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 have that you know deep sleep and knock you out, and it's great. Yeah, I I, I did I tell you guys I signed up for uh, Clear. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've seen it in the airport, but every time I've seen it's it, cool at Newark, it never is working. They're always frustrated. The machines are broken. Anytime I've seen it, like everybody that has Clear is. Anytime I've seen it, they're they're frustrated with it. What is? Um, I've wanted to sign up, and they just they couldn't. What? Oh no, that's not that wasn't my experience, but that may have been a while ago. Because I only just recently signed up. Nice. Can also, some, let's just say the the obvious. I mean, Newark is pretty much an outlier of most airports. That's that fair. Nothing that's is working in Newark Airport. Yeah. Very fair. They can't half the time. So, the fucking pre-check line doesn't work in. in well, when closet. you do pre-check and clear in combination, it's a home. So run what pass. is different about it's a home run? What's guys. different about clear? Well, there's what's different about it is they 
do biometrics. So they take your fingerprints and they scan your retina. Um, and then once that information is all lined up, they have a line for clear and pre-check. And all you do, you don't have to show your boarding pass. Like everything's connected. You just go like that and it's like, boom, you're in. So think about so, pre-check allows you, uh, Senator wants to jump in as well. That's amazing. No, I was just going to ask, so where did the government implant the microchip? I remember so as, a, as I was matriculating through this registration process. <laughs> with, matriculating? With my, with my brother. <laughs> Did you get an A? Did you get an A or a B? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I'm doing this and I looked at my brother and I said, no criminals are... <clears throat> Are, red, are signing up for clear like nobody i mean it's just not happening i mean they got your eyes they got your fingerprints i mean nobody's nobody's doing that well the benefit of clear is because to your point you gotta you gotta like you gotta double down the pre-check only gets you so far because what it does is it just lets you get through the um the scanners a little faster you don't have to take all the shit off right you know but the clear and you, like have, a even, and you have a separate line and you have a separate line and and but you still have to go to the TSA guy, show your passport or your ID. Right. He looks at you and he verifies that. Clear automates that. Got it. Totally automates it. And and when you're pre-check clear line, it's like the line can be is huge. There could be a line for pre-check, pre-check and clear. You're it's like a but it's it's boom. You're right through the uh, the pre-check line at Newark is notorious for very. There's a lot of people that have pre-check that fly in and out of Newark Airport. Right. Yeah. And it's almost to the point that pretty much the majority of people who are going through that security line have pre-check. And oftentimes when I'm, I fly United, I can go to the premier access line, not go to not go to pre-check and get through faster by going through the normal premier access as opposed to pre-check because that line right. is so ridiculous. Well, so we had so my brother is global. Global entry. global entry, global United on United, global oh. freaking the top thing yeah, you yeah. can get. Global services. Global services. Yeah. Let me tell you, that's, between clear, that's red global carpet. services, and everything else, because you can bring somebody with you with global service. You bring your whole family. Oh, nice. So Tim's like, watch this. So we were like, we hung out in the lounge for so long, like drinking Bloody Marys. And he was like, he's like, dude, watch this. Everyone's going to hate us. So <laughs> we walk up to the gate. Right? They'd already started boarding the plane. He's like, just follow me. We walk right up and he's like, what, what, what is it called? Global Premier Access? Global Services. He goes, he goes, Global Services. They're like, right this way. And he goes, goes, boom. He cuts right in front of everybody. Boom, like this. I go, boom, scan me. I go right in. It was amazing. He's like, he's like everyone hates yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, right it's, it's a, <laughs> everyone hates us. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's premier dick game by doing that. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Just whipping it out. Oh, yeah. Just whipping it. <laughs> because because that is not, that's not about mileage flown. It's about dollars spent. Oh. You're not, you're, you're getting global services when you're paying a lot of money to fly. You know, I, I've, I've had clients who've gotten global services just by taking, you know, one trip a month. You know, for us business travelers, one trip a month is, you know, nothing. Yeah. But if you take one trip a month and it's a transcon on a, you know, live flat seat and you're paying full ticket you're price. You're paying for first class for that, right? Yeah. yeah. And you do that often enough, that's you're you're a revenue generator, right? For yeah. the, for the for the company, they're going to take care of you. Mm. Yeah, you have you bring your whole family into the lounge. That's fantastic. It's, it's you know, it's, that's amazing. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. It sounds like I got to get clear. Yeah. Clear is pretty good. 
Yeah, I mean, your timing with Clear was great because when they first started, I mean, they were at so few airports that to me, it just made absolutely no sense. Like you'd get to use it maybe, you know, a few times a year, but now they've really expanded. I mean, they're everywhere. Well, and it's free if you, if you have if you have an right. Amex Platinum right. or if you have any of the premium Sapphire, any of those cards, or whatever the fancy card that, that Senator has. His city, status. Any status crazy. you get it too. <laughs> yeah. huh? any, pretty much any, like, any airline status. If you have like United Plat like Platinum even gets it. Oh, they'll no. credit you somehow? Yeah, they'll, yeah I think they give yeah. you the money back. I, I think my back? Amex may have it. I just I, I think I have a platinum, so I'm sure it does. I just have it. It does. Done it. it does have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's our there's our travel uh, travel it. update from the lizards. <laughs> well, I mean well, what 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 what's in the intro? That's no, I'm not I'm not I'm not I did I do say that. What? I don't even know I mean, what I say. <laughs> Food, whiskey, travel, travel. There you go. Travel. Hey, oh. I mean, you're, you're, acting, you're acting as if the topic's divergent from the platform. <laughs> from the platform. This is not, you know. You're like, and that's our uh, travel update. Well, for, for I thought sakes, we talked Gizmo, about travel. For Christ's sakes, we're just trying to matriculate through all the topics. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you. I'm getting a D. <laughs> I'm about halfway through this guy. It's so good. Yeah, isn't it? Tell it's really what. good. Yeah. It's a complex little smoke, man. Yeah. I, so here's my question for you. you. You said this. you smoke this a lot. Where do you slot it in usually? Like, is it first cigar of the day, second? Does it matter? Like, it's where earlier you like in it? the rotation. So if I'm sitting with you guys, we're going to have four or five cigars. It's, it's one of the first or second that I'll have. No doubt about it. I would agree with that. I've had yeah. this before. I've had several of these. Mm -hmm. For me, it's always like a mid to late afternoon or early evening. Stick. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you mentioned the punch punch. Yeah. For me, that's a great one, too. Because they're they got they kind of go hand in hand for me. It's a fabulous start to a night. It's a great one-two punch uh, punch. I, uh, I, yeah, <laughs> for me. For me. I, I'm so happy to be back, guys. <laughs> you were missed. My zingers. You are here <laughs> again. Snark. Yeah, Poop. I want to hear what you. Oh, this say. is. I just think this is a very very good and pleasurable cigar. Yeah. I mean, I've had to touch it up just a little bit only because it's probably humidity issue. The wrapper, um, it, they could just maybe dry out just a little bit. You know what would help that, Bam, is a tower. Yeah. You. It's been a while. while. <laughs> Can I get a tower update? No, that grinder hasn't been here. What, no updates. On? What do you mean no They update? can't tell me when it's coming. Who's they just they? can't. Grinder had a child well, faster supplier, than you got a supplier. fucking tower. Yes, map. that's true. <laughs> it's insane. I could have built. I had the elegant bar. I had a child. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And elegant yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah. They can't give me a date. Yeah, it's absurd. Are they re are they responding at least? Yeah, they're saying I'm, we're, we apologize. We cannot give you a delivery date. Tell them you need to just induce on a certain date. And they need to yeah. make it happen. This <laughs> is getting ridiculous. Apparently, there's a ship offshore. And it's a there's several boats with containers that are waiting to get in. I don't what, know. Which, which what did you get a Remington or did you get the Tower of Power? Tower of Power, two. Was it two, on that? You got two Tower of Power. Well, one for me and a buddy, but oh, there's the Tower of Power and a Tower of Power of two. Two. Two we, is the one you want. That's the one I have. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want the drawers. You just want the shelves. Maybe oh. it was on the boat with the Porsches and the uh, Volkswagen. Yeah, <laughs> the one that burned. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> and here's the thing. They say, we're well, happy to give you a refund. Oh, yeah. I just want to slam the phone. Get it, get a refund and go fucking buy one down the street. I would love to do that, but just, where? Just build one with your hands, Ben. I could have had my you, mill workers make a, one. You could have. I could have. You very well And could. I probably should have. Yep. 
Yeah. You the do, problem is you, you can't build source things, right? I do, but you can't source Spanish cedar. You can't get it. Ah. Can't find that. Hmm. Yeah, it's a unique, unique commodity. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to get. It's so good, that smell. Oh, it's awesome. I'll tell you, when I open my tower door, man, not to rub it in. Don't talk I, about when it. When I please. open my tower door, the yeah. smell that comes oh. out with the cigars and the cedar. Oh, oh it's, it's heavenly. Every time. Wafting Every of that beautiful time. twang coming yep. at you. Yeah. Like like a dancer. <laughs> like a dancer. Coming right at you. <laughs> <laughs> Those exotic moments. Uh, <laughs> oh man. So grinder. Yeah. So you had a baby. We my wife had a baby, yes. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Tell us about so uh your baby is what? Coming up six, on six, six weeks? weeks yesterday. Cool. Congratulations, man. Thanks. It's amazing. Yeah. It's been quite an adventure. Uh we had uh quite a you know, it was hard and fast birth scenario where we, you know, scheduled an induction that didn't work out, emergency C section because the baby was in distress and then she was great. And then we had to take her to the hospital two weeks later for, oh, <laughs> for high fever, which is a whole other story. But honestly, it's been beautiful. Everything's been fantastic. Um, life has kind of sucked a lot. Yeah. Because of, <laughs> what? You know, life has kind of sucked. Wow. Because, you know, just mending to the baby all the time. And, you know, we had a late night last night where I was telling Gizmo I wanted to surprise the guys. Um, and uh, and then last minute I was like, we 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 were up. Till 4 a.m. last night and yeah. it really sucked and i don't know if my if i can leave my wife with the dog and the baby by herself for that long a period of time fortunately my my uh my in-laws are watching watching uh, the little the little lady tonight fantastic so props to them thank Absolutely. you awesome as That's always awesome. but yeah it's been a, it's been a fantastic experience um you know you don't you don't really prepare yourself well enough i think as a guy for how hard it can be yeah. And you're not even doing much. You know, no. I'm not doing the, the feeding stuff or even like during the work day. I, I hardly see her. And it's just so there's so much work, so much work. Um, feeding, changing. Yeah. But so we're so we're waiting for I, I personally am kind of waiting for her to turn on because <laughs> she's like still just, a you know, they call yeah. it the, the fourth trimester right now yeah. because she's still just, you know, a blob she's there. of nerve yeah. endings, yeah. just yeah. doing stuff, you know. But uh, it's, it's awesome. Awesome, man. That's Good great. for you. Thanks. And we're happy to have you back. We're very happy. Oh, I'm yeah. so happy to be back. Oh, yeah. You have the, no idea. The anxiety we've had when describing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're so happy to have you back with us. Good choice, Booba. <laughs> Just open up that humidor. It's like a dancer. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Smell the aroma. <laughs> the botanicals coming at you. <laughs> Only Bam Bam could compare opening a humidor I don't, I don't know to an exotic dancer. <laughs> I don't know how I should feel that we segued from exotic yeah. dancer to my child. Yeah. It was bookended yeah. by that. Hey, if you don't, it, Not it, my doing, by the way. <laughs> if you don't keep up with the parenting, you never know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. What do they say? Spare the rod, risk the pole? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <sighs> well, Grinder, thank you for the wonderful parenting update. Yes. <laughs> I wish I could tell you more, like, fun stuff, but yeah. there's not much fun stuff. Yeah, it's coming. You're, but, yeah. yeah. No, but it's really great. Happy about it, you know. You know, the thing, I, you know, I saw something on Instagram 
couple months ago, and it was a it was a bunch of moms talking about uh, the anxiety and stress that the dad goes through preparing for the baby, and as the baby's coming and after the baby, you know, it's like you're 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 in control of nothing, zero, you know, and it, it's yeah. you're a ball of anxiety and energy and fear, yeah. and all you, you know, can do is support your wife, yep, and be there. Yeah. Be yeah. bedside the entire time. Yeah. That's it. And there's a lot of lizards out there that are parents or maybe will be parents. Maybe. And are thinking about becoming parents. And Yeah. Some in this you know, room. You know what's interesting to me, though? Like Instagram. You mentioned Instagram. I have to just, you know, say this. They know. It's like we had the baby and Instagram knows. So my whole, like, <laughs> Instagram TikTok situation now is just baby shit. You getting ads for formula getting thrown at you? Uh, no. No? No. Just, like. They must know that we like, we have battles with her at night because there's always like, this is how you soothe the baby. <laughs> this is wow. how you burp the baby. Oh boy. Yeah. I wonder if that's just your Amazon tracker of stuff you're searching or buying or looking Maybe it's at on listening. the internet. Yeah. Or it's micro. listening. Yeah. yeah who knows? You're following the, you're, you around you're, the internet. You're, you're all, you're all up in the, in the, in the algo. Yeah. <laughs> the algo. You know? Matriculating the, the in the algo. The next thing you know, you can. They're going to grow back. When the, it's when what you have to look forward to. <laughs> they're gonna fix the braces and your teeth are gonna grow back in. Oh, it doesn't matter what braces I just need to take a break. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta eat like a homeless person right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what you have to look forward to. Yeah, I think uh, you know, oh, so just oh wait about a decade and you can deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> Puba, Puba, those are those are terrifying moments. Those videos he sends, and man. he, yeah, he's trying to really provoke the two of you guys. I mean, this is—I gotta say though, when, when Puba said recording. that video, all you see is he's got the Wall Street Journal open, he's reading the paper, and there's absolute chaos going at his house. And he's just so calm and patient there. I, you were complete safe. It was uh, impressive. I, I, absolutely, veteran dad, right there. I love yeah. the line, you, Veteran you just have to eat like a homeless person. <laughs> she, the poor girl's got 15 out of 30 of her teeth. Oh, mm. gosh. Because the baby teeth fall out. She's got braces on the top. They yep. fall out with a piece of the brace on. They're pulling in the front teeth. You know, it's... It's tough. It's tough, man. Yeah. Pimples, yeah. everything. <laughs> I, I show that to my wife, Puba, and she's yeah. like, wow, he's so good. He's like... That's you need to take some lessons from him. And I'm like, <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Before you know it, you'll be drinking in the shower. <laughs> you'll be carrying around a thermos. thermos. <laughs> this is a magnum thermos full of spirits. By the way, the thermos is here tonight, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what you mean. Is that, actually, that can't actually be the thermos. Oh, that's the thermos. Oh, that's yeah, it. That's is the it thermos. in all its glory? That's the thermos. Wow. That's a that's a lot of. Well, it's not full. I mean, it was full, but it's not anymore. <laughs> I've drank it all. Goddamn it! The handle. I've been drinking it all day. Even the handle is substantial. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's you know it's for like construction workers who drink coffee. <laughs> or scotch. Or, or scotch. scotch. Or, or, or Kirkland. Or coffee hands scotch. On the job. Is that a good combo? Coffee and scotch? I don't think I've so. never had it. No. 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 no, but bourbon in, in, in a coffee is, is, that would is work. good. And, um, Jameson. Jameson and an Irish coffee. Irish oh, coffee yeah. is real good. Yes, it is. I've never had an Irish coffee, actually. Well, I've never, you know, I'm oh. learning something about you. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that There's a lot of things that you... I mean, you just discovered Don Julio. How old are you? <laughs> 
Don Julio has changed my life. I, I, I understand, but how old are you? 35. Yeah, that's a long, long time. That's a long <laughs> ramp up. It's true, but I'm glad I didn't find it in my 20s. I'm, I'm glad I found it now. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, well, I am too. But yeah. That, you know. And I thanks am, to you guys, I'm, well. uh, I'm refining but there's my like, palate. Well, you, you've never had an Irish coffee? Irish. You like coffee. You love, love coffee. coffee. See, Irish coffee's wonderful. Mm. At her North Lounge, she should get an Irish coffee. Oh, there. Was, they make a great one. I was about Ooh. to say, I've had two Irish coffees up there. Oh, delicious. Mm -hmm. Delicious. You got to You got to like do oh. it with the, the foam with the spoon so it doesn't like sink in. Yeah. The, Come, yeah. It comes with a nice top of foam. Oh, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do we think about this cigar, boys? I See, I love it. I, I'm taking Gizmo's line. <laughs> You're welcome to. <laughs> I want to hear Pagoda. What Pagoda, how are you feeling about this cigar? Really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you um, catching a ramp up? So you and I are about the same, like, into the last third. Go ahead. Touch, so, so, touch sticks, toast, you two. We'll toast it. There we go. <laughs> so Cheers. Have, have you seen this? I've started smoking slow. Um, no, this is uh, uh, very, very nice. Um, milder uh, for, you know. Yeah, for your palate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, I think when I started off, uh, you know, I've recently started enjoying the Rasa, as most of you guys know by now. I'm new to Cubans and um, definitely got a similar kind of flavor profile, at least for me, in the beginning. And um, it's uh, developing to something really nice. Yeah. How does this... you, you can't say you're new to Cubans anymore. No, I'm, I'm you, still you, relatively you, new. You are an you are an aged veteran at this point. The amount of Cubans <laughs> you smoke relative to the rest of the the Gen Pop, as That's it were. That's true. That's true. Yeah, in terms of the numbers, sure, but in terms of the days, I'm relatively young. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how does this compare? We did the Cohiba Sigua too a couple of weeks ago. Um, you were saying how much you were surprised to have enjoyed that for the type of smoke that it is for the palate that you have. Correct. Not that I'm comparing this to the yeah. Sigua too. It's very different. But how is this hitting you? This Relatively. Is, this, you know, I, I think that, I think, if I remember clearly, firstly, I have no memory, but uh, um, I think that cigar developed into something a little more stronger, I think, in this second half, if I remember clearly, I'm not sure. But this has remained relatively consistent throughout. So I haven't found it really becoming, you know, like, like a... A reasonable change in profile. Let's put it this way. Got it. It's relatively the same, but it's becoming a little more flavorful. And um, yeah, for me in the second half here, I think it's ramped up a little bit for me for sure. I'm getting a little bit of tingle around my lips. I don't know yeah. if you guys are. I'm, I'm yeah, getting it's a little bit. I, I, I've been getting that all the way through. I, I'm I'm sort of with Pagoda in that. I I think this is more consistent all the way through. Where I do agree that the Siglo two, I feel like started. Very mild. I was actually worried it was going to be too mild. And then by the end, I was like, wow, it really picked up. So I, I think they're very different yeah. in, that, in that way. Yeah. I think we said that would, we would consider that a two-act cigar, the yeah. Seagull, for sure. I found that cigar to be uh, a bit more flavorful from the point of view of the, um, the floral and uh, some of the dried fruit notes than we're getting in this. Yeah. But what I like about this is it does have a little bit of that pepper and earthiness in addition to those two. This seems more mellow. This is actually more mellow and creamier. It's a creamier oh, smoke. Velvety smoke. For me, than the Siglo, if we were gonna if we we're gonna rack and stack them. As, and and as the reason why I ask that is to me, it, you know, from a from a slotting standpoint, it's very similar in where I would put it in my day. You know, I, I wouldn't smoke this and a Siglo too. I wouldn't smoke this and a Schwa Supreme. I, it would be one of the three. 
you know, I think it, I think they all kind of fill that spot depending on what I'm looking for. So that that's why I'm kind of curious where where you guys. I, are, I think you know, there's looking. merit to have this in your rotation. Yeah. The yeah. Ting, the tingling sensation is spot on. I, I mean. Yeah, you feel like a little bit of your lips, right? It's kind of weird. It's, yeah, it's a little yeah, different. Yeah, even on the tip of your tongue. Yeah. And I've been getting that all the way through. Yeah, I'm getting it more now. But it's not bad. You know, and honestly, the room no, is... No, it's very good. Yeah, it's cool. Quite nice. And yeah. it's a testament to the, the... The room is a little cloudy. It is. The combustion on this is pretty... Oh. For a little cigar? It's excellent. The quite, combustion on yeah, this is fantastic. It's absurd. I'm like shocked this little stick, how much smoke output all the way through. Absolutely. I, I connected with the cigar. I like this cigar... I think the smoke is creamy and delicious. There's a there. It's it's a little bit sweet. It's a little bit fruity. There's a little bit of pepper. It's kind of a complex smoke. Now, is it a straightforward affair in terms of to Pagoda's point? Has it kind of not switched up a lot? But I don't really want it to. Yeah. But what I really like about this is that overall the flavor in in my palate is very very nice. It's kind of very mild. Yeah. But it's relatively consistent and it's there, but it's not overpowering or, you know, rough or, you know, sometimes you get very cigary or rash, nothing like that. I, I think, but that's true of most Cubans, I think. Yeah. There's a tastiness to this thing, right? Yeah. It's very tasty. Yeah. And it's a complex smoke. There's a lot going on here, flavor-wise. And there's a woodiness to it that I don't want to say is cedar, but there's there is a little bit of like a woody nutty thing going on. I'm getting the exact same thing, and it's on the finish. It is. It it's is. all on the yeah, finish. It's all on the yes. finish. Yes, completely yes. agree. Correct. Actually, you've described that because I was <laughs> trying to pinpoint what that was feeling like, but that's exactly what it is. In a very good way. Excellent. Oh, yeah. yeah. In a very good way. It's a really nice cigar. And to go to your point, uh, Senator, on what you said about the Scotch on the Glenlivet uh, Glen uh, 18, as I've sipped it more. It's just, I don't know if it's just from sitting in the glass, it's opened up. I don't know what's going on, but the more I sip it, the more, even more I'm enjoying it, you know, which it's really satisfying. Right, right. And I, obviously for that price point, you'd hope it does. But yeah, it better be. Yeah, it better be good <laughs> for that price, but, but uh, it's really, really nice. Yeah, this is, like, um, this is like a grill room cigar, like a country club grill room cigar, hmm. you know, just like. I like that. Playing poker in the grill room. Just like billows of smoke, bikinis walking Very, by. Okay, no, not in the men, not in the men's grill. <laughs> Where does that come from? <laughs> You're more likely to see somebody with their dick out than <laughs> Garcon or, or or someone in in in, in green khakis. Uh, let hey, the listener hey, know. Hey, let, don't, don't knock the green khakis. Hey, I was aware. I, speaking I, of I was speaking aware. of, uh, thank you very much. Speaking of uh, of uh, boat shoes and and khakis. Yes. Puba, did you hear the other day Senator said that he was doing some gardening? Did you hear about this? Yeah. What? I mean, little... look, it's he's Cheers, thank you. He lives he he lives a lifestyle that's you know it's sophisticated. Well, no. yeah. I mean he has to he does these these act, types of activities. He's a bit of a dad. Planting planting spring well, flowers. Isn't, yep. that, isn't that he's called domestic? There's sure. a yeah. there's a he's got shears <laughs> out, he's clipping There's a term for that. You know, planting gloves, gardening. <laughs> It's you called, know, it's called husbandry. Right? And, and don't apologize. Don't do the I'm sorry thing. You, 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 you can't. 
Here's my question. You're, 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 plant, you're planting spring flowers. Oh, Gar- in, Garcon is back at this. Yeah. <laughs> you like how I brought that up? You like how I brought that up while he was serving us? And I'm just envisioning him like on his knees with a spade. On yes. his knees. With, with, with the, the boat with shoes. The little, with the little thing. And the, with the boat honey, shoes. Honey, do you have more pot soil? I was about to say that. <laughs> I need some more of that. We, we're, so, we, need, you know, we lost we all put, the perennials. If you put Miracle Grow right here, right now, I think this thing's going to just bloom These like you would. Deer, so, so have, oh fuck, fuck the deer! We, we, we can do an entire podcast on the deer that will culminate in rooster like choking a deer out in my yard. We know that, but you have to understand the context. I I do not claim to be. I do not claim to be handy. I do not claim to do gardening. Any of that shit. I do nothing. I don't. I have landscapers. They do everything. So the singular thing that I do to prove my value around this house <laughs> is when to make the house look nice. I plant flowers that my wife wants and a few planters, and I've done my job for the well year. done. Correct. And that half hour later, you in the lounge. I remember that's exactly that. right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You, you paid get, your dues. You get domestic points, and you do what you want. So why? But why not just hit the nursery and throw some throw some 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 planters in the back of your deal? And just drop them. You can just use my truck. You could just throw them in the back, take my truck, throw them in the back, and then un- we unload those things before the podcast, put did. them out, and you're done. Well, you don't there, have to plant there's a, shit. There's a, there's a specific planter we have like on the front porch, so I, I don't want to bring that. But I will oh, admit. I see. Listen, the visual. The visual you, is great. Yeah, the visual for us is just with the, with, the, with the gardening gloves, the shears, a little one of those little spade things. With, with a D4 <laughs> in my mouth, uh, as like women and children are walking down the sidewalk down my street, like scowling at me, like, what is this guy doing? Oh, God, that cracks me up. <laughs> so let the listener take note. We're on our second glass at the Glenlivet 18. Garcon is serving us ice now. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I love when Senator serves us. Isn't it great? <laughs> He's a great host. Oh, the big time role reversal. For I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, he this really is, only does this for the pot. That's the, oh, uh, yeah. That's Other the than genesis. That, the senator sits back and expects people to serve him. <laughs> oh, no doubt. He's on his Zoom calls. He says one word, and entire workforce yeah, moves. moves. He's, he's using a lot. He does, it's I mean, true. He doesn't even use words. He it's just goes. It's, it's his eyes and his. Yeah, three yeah, words. Three words. He's got a workforce of 180 people in the me. office. Moving. They say that's the genesis of, me? Uh, of BDSM, though. I'm like sorry. Very, I'm sorry. Very authoritative men who command Ooh. very frequently just want to be told what to do by by the dominatrix every oh, so often. What are you saying? Is Chuck Rhodes? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love Chuck Rhodes on Billions, but I will never understand that shit. <laughs> Ever. Oh, man. It's like a nightmare. So here's a question for you, boys. Are you guys ready to do the formal liquor rating on oh, yeah. the Glenlivet 18? Because I am ready. Now so we pause and change into tuxes. We, we <laughs> might have to. Formal. But what's interesting now is we each have a chip of ice in our, in our scotch, in our second glasses. It's become informal now. So I don't know if we can do the formal because we got ice in it. It's super delicious, Scott. It's so good. Very good. It's so good. What's the roundabout? I'm in the, wow. I'm in the, the, the one seat, though. Yeah, you're mm. in rooster seat tonight. So well, we start. We, no, we start with you. You start on the oh, uh, cigar. If you're in okay. rooster seat, you just have to say one word. <laughs> Cedar. <laughs> Another word would be sweetness. Kind of, <laughs> then I get some sweetness. Just the adjective. Uh oh. <laughs> hey, he's not here. I know. He gets roasted. <laughs> All right, Bam. What do you give the uh, the Glenlivet eighteen? It's a nine. Pagoda. Nine. Same here. Nine. 
I'm going to I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah. What? Ooh. Worthy. Yeah. It's worthy. It's a worthy score. I really I yeah. love that. Yeah. I really this could be from a from a premium priced really aged scotch. This is really up there for me. Can I just interrupt? Have you had it with the chip of ice yet? Yes, I have. It's, it's very nice. It's incredible. I I really liked it neat though. That would that wow. that was a big selling point wow. for me. Yeah. Booba? Um I found it to be balanced. Um I'll give it a 9. I I um I would give it a 9 without, you know, without ice. I think ice added to it, to be honest. I think I like, I prefer it with ice. It opened up a lot for me. It did. It, it's did. Smooth, it's, it got a little sweeter, honestly. Yeah. No, you're right. I got, uh, I got the same thing. Yeah. Uh, nine, then 10 with the ice. Wow. IMO. So what's the I've number? I've never given so it whiskey the, a 10. What's the overall score you're going to get? 10. 10. 10. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, you know, I can have it only once every 18 years. But <laughs> You know, it's not as sherry forward as like an Abigor. No, it's not. It's, it's no got sherry, the, no. it's, it's right. It, it, it's very, ba- it's a very balanced. It's, it's oak and hun- small oak, but and, mostly molasses. <laughs> caramel and caramel. It's very good. Yeah, I, I really, really like it. So the uh, composite lizard score on the Glenlivet 18 is a 9.3, wow. which I think is Great a very, score. very appropriate score wow. for this. Wow. And I think it really lives up to, because we, wow. are, we are critical when something is priced too high, and mm-hmm. we, we'll tell you, but it's, uh, it's very appropriate. It's I just want to say I'm really, really happy to see this score, and I say this because Bam has had this mm-hmm. several times before. Yeah. I've drank a lot of this stuff. And one of the things that I think is such a shame, Glenn Levitt does not get the same respect that some brands do. And the right. reason for that is because it's one of the most produced scotches in the entire world. And so I think because it's so readily available and because their 12 year is so, you know, is served just about anywhere and that's an average scotch. It's by no means anything great. People assume that their higher end scotch is not as good. And I've always loved this bottle. I've gifted it to people. I enjoy it at home. I'm so glad to see every Absolutely. single lizard give this a nine or yep, ten. All good points. Yeah, you live it's the the brand is ubiquitous. But that doesn't mean this is this is a, a very, very good special, scotch. Special bottle. No, definitely delicious. Tasty. Yeah. yeah. Total And treat. you know what I find about it too, and we haven't talked about this. I, I find it if I were to have this at a, a Christmas or a holiday or something like that. I feel like any scotch drinker that appreciates a nice scotch really would enjoy this. I feel like this is not something that's going to alienate anyone. I think anybody mm-hmm. who appreciates good scotch can have this and enjoy it. I yeah. agree 100%, Giz. And, and the thing is, when you think about it, right, like where is this from? This is a Speyside scotch. The scotches that we all love more than anything are all Speyside. Are all Speyside. Yeah. McAllen, yep. Balvini, even Abelor is a Speyside. Yep. Glenn Levitt, like the we love the flavor profile that comes out of that region. I wonder if some of the tingle tangle is from is from the scotch. Honestly, it very well could yeah. be. I don't. You know, I feel me, like I'm w- getting it from the cigar. But for for me, it was not because I waited to try the scotch and I was puffing away at the yeah. cigar and I got that tingle at the tip of my tongue like right on the first like third when I was smoking through before I tasted any scotch. I really think that the pairing that we have tonight and we're going to do the, the 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 rating on the cigar, but I. Prematurely, I think that the Colonialis with this scotch is an A plus pairing. Yeah. It's a it's very a del- it's a really delicious experience to yeah. have both together. Yeah, yeah, a, a nice complex smoke, a really really high end delicious scotch. Mm-hmm. I think it's an A plus. I think it's an A plus. 
So we're coming to the last third here on the Cigar Boys. What uh, what's everybody thinking? Down to the nub, the flavor is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it it got a bit peppery for me as well. Like, yeah, a little peppery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't believe again going back to the smoke output all the way down here. I can't believe how much smoke I'm putting out, and I'm really not <laughs> pulling a lot of draw. It's yeah. just and it's overwhelming, it's, and it way. creates a beautiful velvety smoke as well. Yeah, really nice in the mouth. Yeah, Poopa, what do you think of your last third? A great mouthfeel, the, the, the smoke output, the build, the construction, the combustion, the taste. For me, um, for me, it was very, very good, very pleasurable cigar for me. I. I um, very, very nice. Very nice. You know, this is all high praise for a cigar that's pretty readily available. Yeah. I think it says a lot about the maker, right, and its availability. And to the listener listening, there's really a lot for the listener to take in for this particular cigar and to go after it. Potentially. I think so. I, I yeah. agree. And I would caveat that by saying just having had the larger ring gauges like the, like the, like the Vigia. The Vigia is fantastic. Um, I a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. But I think the best, the better expression of Trinidad is in these smaller ring gauge patolas. Hundred percent, personally, agree. totally agree. With I, you. I, I, I've had the Vigia. I have a box of Vigias in my humidor. I, I've, I've smoked them. Uh, are they good? They are. But I think Trinidad really um, excels in, in, in the smaller ring gauge, and I think that this, this hits the mark in terms of the ratio, like what really. Is more exemplifies what Trinidad is, mm-hmm. is, is about for, yeah. for me. And which, the, culmin, the culmination of that is the Fundadoras, really. Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. And, and which what Poop is saying and, and what you are, Bam, I mean, that's a testament to the wrapper on those smaller ringgit. That's mm-hmm. where we're getting most of that flavor right. from, and it's yeah. delicious on all these Trinidads. Yeah. I just want to go back quickly to something Bam said. You mentioned, you know, it's amazing that we're all gushing about this standard production cigar that is not all that difficult to find, and Poob and I were having a conversation about this the other night at our clubhouse, um, which you made me think of in that, you know, and I'm curious for everyone's perspective, but I think a number of the lizards, and I'll just speak for myself, and I know Pooba agrees because we were both uh, expressing this last just the other night, The some of the best Cubans are standard mm-hmm. production Cubans. Yeah. You don't have to go out and buy a crazy expensive, hard-to-find regional right. Or even a limitada to have an outstanding experience yep. with a Cuban cigar, and I think a lot of the stuff we review, you know, whether it's a Partagas D4 or the um, Ras, a Ras yeah. or a Bellicosos Finos or whatever the case may be, these are all standard production cigars that are in our daily rotation that we right. really, really love. love. So yeah. I, I very much agree, and it just validates, I think, what. Yeah. Um, I certainly feel that some of the best stuff out of Cuba is in their standard production. Totally, yeah. And I got to be, I'm very happy that this was the first Trinidad we did on the pod, you know, in that I think this is the perfect accessible representation of what Trinidad is and can be as a brand for a cigar smoker. You can get a fiver if you can if you find a couple of these, get a quarter box from uh, Friends of Abanos or something. They're really, really, yeah. really, really good. Yeah. You know, well said. And, you know, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Puba, as a, as a uh, not a critic of age, per se, on the cigars, but for only being two years old, how do you feel that it's performing with such little age? I think it performs great. I think Trinidad's at a little bit of a higher standard out, like their fermentation process. I think they take a little bit more time with these. 
the tobacco is definitely premium. Um, it's it's it, so I, I I think it'll be benefit with age, of course. Yeah, like like any cigar, but uh, uh, but this is very for something that doesn't have a ton of age on it. I think it's it's a very pleasurable cigar yeah. at at two years old. Um, very good. Yeah. It's one of those cigars you can pick up uh, right now and smoke it today. I think and you'll be very, very happy, and tomorrow you'll, you may even be happier. You know, there's an interesting uh, correlation with this argument of regional and standard production, aged and young. There are, we know, a handful of young Cubans that smoke beautifully, right? Yeah. And we know what they are. We've talked about it many times. So I kind of like the way that relationship is working between a younger Cuban and a standard production Cuban. You can pursue those cigars yeah. and smoke them. Yeah, and, and and some of the bigger, like I've said, mentioned before, in my personal point of view, is that some of some cigars that are larger ring gauges, particularly the P2, stands out, and the and also the up, up and two, two, yeah, and some other larger ring gauge cigars. Eat Lucy's, you know, I wouldn't recommend smoking Lusitanius Young, but then. It also depends on the ratio of the tobacco. You know, eight nine eights don't smoke particularly well young at all. Yeah, well, what's interesting? Uh, but with age, they smoke really well. But that's a that that's a size similar to this that we're smoking. Yeah. So it's a Lonsdale, but it's similar somewhat to a Corona. Yeah, uh, this happens to smoke very well young. Where I feel like an eight nine eight, it delivers some power, and it not this doesn't deliver nearly as much power as an eight nine eight. Um. But that cigar needs to lay down a little while. A P2 actually can deliver some power. It needs to lay down a little bit. So I do think it has to do with the ratio of Lajaro and and in the cigar, you know, the and 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 just what that specific ratio is. Great point. Um, yeah. So some of these cigars need to age more. Some of them don't. I don't think. I think right now this is one of the a type of box that I think any of us could keep in our humidor. And smoke some now, and then smoke half the box. Yeah, and put set half the box aside, you know, Agreed. for another day, for for a later day. Yeah, that's awesome advice. All right, boys, you ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on the Trinidad Colonialis? Grinder, you're up tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I I could knock it for like the touch-ups I'm doing, but I'm not even going to do that. I, I mean, the, the the fact that I'm here. After six weeks missing you guys uh, with this fantastic cigar, I gave the Scotch a ten. Coming off the life-changing moment, on you know, tongue in cheek, I say life kind of sucks, but it doesn't. It's yeah. It's, it's a, this is the happiest I've ever it's been just in my different. life. And um, you know, because of that, I'm you just it just caught me at the at the most opportune time. The flavor, the size of the cigar, this is right in my wheelhouse. Um, this is a ten. Right. Wow. This wow. is a fucking 10. Right. Wow, wow, wow. I'm so happy. Impressive. I'm I mean, happy. This is great. <laughs> this is so sublime. Awesome. Love it. This, the smoke output, the cedar, the, 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 the richness of the cigar, the, you know, the fact that I, I'm not, that I can retrohale, which I love to do, basically every, every puff, every yeah. draw, it's, it's fantastic. Awesome. 10 from Grinder. Puba. Oh, it's a nine for me. I've expressed why. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm with him. I'm, it's a nine all day for me. I am blown away by this cigar. Senator. All right. I'll be the first outlier. I'm <laughs> going to give it an eight. Okay. 
Pagoda? Listen, I think Grinder anchored it very high. Uh, you know, I've been debating between eight and nine. It's de definitely an eight for me. Yeah, but right. uh, really enjoyed it. I'm at a nine. Okay. Composite Lizard score eight point eight. Fantastic. All right. Very nice. It's very strong, very strong. strong. Recommend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a departure for me. I'm. So, I was surprised because I hadn't really had this. Maybe I had one before, but that was gifted, but or was came as a as a bodyguard or something in a in an order. But I was very surprised by this because it doesn't fit my usual kind of flavor profile. But I really enjoyed it. And which is why I gave it a nine. Look where he's at. Yeah. Look how down far down he is. We're all down. Yeah. We're but all for, yeah, I'm I'm finished. Yeah. yeah. For Puba though. I, looking at that. For me? This is uh this yeah. is news. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't experience many rough edges down the no. stretch with this cigar at all. Yeah. Because Cyclo 2, I did. Yeah, sure. Just saying. So Got I, a little bit rough. I just want to quickly share why I gave this an 8. And that's still a recommend. Like any yes. cigar that I would rate 8, 9, or 10, I will absolutely smoke again. I have No doubt. I, I would never recommend against. The things that knocked it out of a 9 or 10 for me, it will, I frequently had to touch up this cigar. And it's not just this stick because I've smoked a number of these Colonialis and I've actually had a similar experience. So... From that, I had to ding. Um, and the, the last thing for me, <clears throat> this is harder to put into words. Having had a number of these cigars, it's never cracked my actual daily rotation. And it's something about this cigar. It's not a flaw of this cigar. It's just what my palate craves. There's a lot going on in this cigar. It's very complex, which is a testament to the cigar. But there's, there's not enough of something that puts me over the edge where when I wake up in the morning, I say, man, today, I can't wait to have that exact cigar. And those that I do say that for the cigars that I know for me are a 9 or a 10 that I just crave after a long day. Like that time, you know you have to have a D4 or you're dying to have a RAS or a P2, whatever the case may be. It's never quite made it there for me. It's still a cigar that I would want in my humidor that I would pick up for certain occasions that I know I will enjoy, but it just doesn't come together enough for my palate to crave all the time or to crack my rotation. Yeah, small retort on my part. I haven't, I've yet to touch this up. I'm down to where it's burning my finger. And I do earmark this for myself. I think about this when I'm out and about, and I, maybe I, I, let me grab that cigar and it's, have it. Sometimes, yeah. I, I think with cigars... Sometimes you, you gotta, there's like a, there's psychology to it. You know, there's a connection to the brand, to the taste. You know, I don't have a huge con connection mm -hmm. to Trinidad. Yeah, it's fair. Um, either. And, and, and whether this would do all what you're saying, whether it would work that hard for me in terms of daily rotation, I, I don't know. I think I'd have to smoke more of them um, and just see how, how I gravitate towards it. But that, per, that connection, there are certain cigars like that just where you go, wow. Did this make me go like, wow? I gave it a nine because I really enjoyed it. And I feel like it's better than like a Mag 46, which I think I gave an eight or something, right? Um, definitely. But like, you know, I don't... I, 
you got to connect with these things. I think that there's a psychology to it. Like, sure. uh, we, you know, uh, we're, we know the brands we're connected to, connected to Partagas, we're connected. So I think maybe over time, I, I could see myself building connect, a con better connection. Or, or, or like a moment, like, you know, you're, you're connecting to a brand. Yeah, I, may, I, I index this a little high. I didn't ding it for the, for the burn um, because I'm feeling great, you know. Yeah. I'm so grateful for everything and I'm very happy and, um, and, I, and, I, and I have high, high ratings and I'm, and I'm in a good mood. And, and this moment is making me just feel kind of feel, feel the vibe. I'm curious, Gizmo. So you gave this a nine. I did. How would you compare this to one of your beloved cigars, which is the Mag Forty Six? So to me, where I, w I guess the way I, because I, I, it's funny you asked, because he said Mag Forty Six. That's uh, what made Puba me did. think of it. Me too. And I was thinking about, without even planning to bring it up, where I would slot this in. The Mag Forty Six to me, I, I think, for it has such so much flavor, and I love it so very much that it's not one or the other. Like I could smoke these in a sequence of some sort on any, on any given day. However, the mag 46, I go to so often because maybe to Puba's point, maybe I just have a connection with that cigar or the memory or something about that cigar. I'm just so attached to what it is. Well, that's the beauty of what we do. This hobby. It is. It and is. I love what, how Puba framed it because you've, you've, you know, you build a connection to certain brands and their experiences and, there's a day where it's beautiful out and you're having a great time and you're relaxed and you identify and it clicks with you Absolutely. over and over and over. Now, now, it's fantastic. Now, to go back to it, though, to your point, I'm wondering, as I'm thinking about this, certainly if I see a box of Colonialis pop up tomorrow, I'm going to grab it. No question. But will you buy five of them? Like, I know you have five boxes of Mag 46. <laughs> the, answer or to, more. the answer today is no, I'd be satisfied with one box, but yeah. I've only smoked one of these cigars. Right, right. Right. So if this ended up really satisfying me over a certain period of time, I will stock up. I will load up on these because it really was satisfying and very worthy of a nine for me. The yeah. reason I asked that question is because I gave the Mag 46 also an eight. Yes, you did. And these are very different cigars, so I gave very, them an eight for very different very, reasons. Yeah. But I will absolutely, like the Mag 46 is part of my rotation. I yep. do have a Mag 46 probably once a week, which cracks uh, a good decent place in the rotation same here where the colonialis i know myself having had these before i it, it would probably be once every two weeks once every month um and so that's where like if i was giving decimals i actually believe it or not for my palate i know puba said that he likes this probably better than the mag 46 but for me i like the mag 46 better than i do this cigar just the flavor profile that appeals to me a little bit more and I say taking the brand out of this because I have nothing against Trinidad. The Fundadoras, I have a couple boxes of Fundies. Yeah. I crave that cigar oh, sometimes. Yeah. I wake oh, up oh, sometimes yeah. and say, I can't wait to get to the end of the day to light up a Fundy. Or on a Sunday afternoon, no I question. know I want to light that Fundy up and watch football or no something. Question. No question. So that's where but, like a Fundy cracks 9, 10 for but me. But the question I have about the Fundy, let's put a flavor aside. That is such a... Exclusive. Ex it's exquisite. Ex it's refined. It's a special, special cigar. Very. Where the Colonial is for me, like I consider it the little brother of the Fundy. It's more accessible. It's less expensive. Absolutely. That, that cigar I have once a week. I have this cigar once a week. I, I say this as someone who I, I shit on exclusive <clears throat> cigars all the time. Like I'm I'm not buying cigars of because course, of that. Of like, course. I just think that the the fundy lives up to the hype. Totally. Where there are plenty of other sticks in that category of mm -hmm. hard to get, a little pricey, 
that I don't feel the same way about. So I'm, I'm trying to approach that very objectively. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the summation of this discussion in and of itself, we're talking about a Corona, a cigar it's that, ridiculous. I mean, it's crazy. Like it's ridiculous. Like, like just think about that part of it. I don't think any of us have waxed up about a cigar, certainly of this size or this price to this degree. I think it's a really good testament to in a, in a, a variety of, in this room right now, six very different palettes. It's really, it's it really stood up. Yeah, not it really to delivered. overanalyze it. I agree. Not, to, but like if the if Trinidad had like a robusto that was really great, and you smoked that all the time, and then you had this, and th there's like a whole thing that you get married up to Upman and Partagas, and you get married up to these flavors, and you're smoking the different, and they're all kind of cousins. You kind of you're like, well, I'll have a Mag Forty Six which has which has little bits and parts of in the, some of those dessert flavors that you crave, but it packs this nice punch. And the, it, it, so you, it becomes more familiar. I just think for me, like Trinidad is not something, it's not, I'm not, I need to familiarize myself and connect more with the brand yeah. to, to get it to where Senator's talking about. It's very fair. Me. And, I, fair. and I think all. this cigar. I just think it's just, you need to, if I smoke more of them, I, this particular cigar on this particular night with this particular scotch was a really good experience. And that's why I gave it a nine, but yeah. I can see how I could have given it an eight on another night. Sure. But still, I, and I, which I is still think a great still score, an elite yeah. score. Yeah, yeah. eight and above score. is an elite score. That's just beautiful. Like we're like the beauty of this hairs. conversation. We're splitting hairs, <laughs> we which are. is actually like really instructive yeah. and really helpful. But the fact that every single one of us gave it between eight and a ten. Yeah. go out and try these. Yeah. Yeah. No, you got to get them. Yeah. You got to get them. The listener, you, if, if you're able to grab some of these, find them and get them. And uh, you know, email us. Tell us what you think. You know. All right, boys. An eight point eight on the Trinidad Colonialis tonight. And uh, perfect. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, loungelizardspod, P-O-D, that's loungelizardspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. 